the Morning Papers. I'm your host, Meredith Lee, and today on the show, we have one of my closest friends, Dalton Stone, as our co-host, or as we call it here, the man on the street. Even though this is our first episode, we're doing something a little bit different today. It's our Halloween special, since October 31st is right around the corner. Stay tuned for some more special spooky content. You're listening to The Morning Papers, Halloween edition. Our top stories from this week today, we're starting off on two serious notes. First, we're going to talk about Biden ahead of the climate summit. President Joe Biden and congressional Democrats are under intense pressure to strike a deal on Biden's legislative agenda. The president is hoping for a big win on his sweeping social and climate change priorities before heading to Europe, where he'll be in on the world stage participating in global economic and climate summits. We're going to have some more updates for you to continue hopefully in the next episode and all through the Glasgow conference. Our second story today is that new details have emerged from the shooting on the New Mexico set of Alec Baldwin's latest movie, Rust. Investigators are working to piece together how a live round was fired from what was supposed to be a prop gun on the set of the new movie. We'll have a special report episode dedicated to the full details of this case at a later date once more progress is made in the investigation. Let's talk about those gas prices. Gas prices are currently at a seven-year high. And that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) There's no other news on the issue. It's just that they're at a seven-year high. And most of the stories that are out there on the news about these gas prices are talking about consumers having a bit of what they call sticker shock once they get to the tank and fill up. It is. And going to the pump and seeing $40 just to fill up my tank, it's a little bit much. Last time I remember seeing gas prices this high was when I was getting my driver's license, which if you wouldn't guess, was about seven Seven years years ago. ago. (laughs) Now, some more exciting news than gas prices is definitely the Buzz Lightyear trailer that Disney Pixar just dropped as of October 27th when we're recording this episode. Now, this movie is set to be released on June 17th, 2022. Now, Dalton, what did you notice when you watched this trailer? Because we watched it together about four times. At least four times. The animation, even just in the teaser trailer, is exquisite so much better than when the first Toy Story movie ever came out. I couldn't help but picking out every single detail and trying to figure out what the movie was actually about. And for the first time since we've seen Buzz Lightyear on film, we know what his hair looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Cut. Our next story on the pod today is coming from NBC. And let me tell you, when we read this story, we thought that there's no way that we can't include it because it seems so outrageous and just the way it's written is pure gold it's not supposed to be funny it's not supposed to be funny but it's it's very funny honestly this story is the best thing since sliced bread let's get into it a hike in the cost of wheat is alarming french households who fear a rise in the price of the iconic baguette seen by many as a barometer of the country's economic health okay pause for a second just that line alone A breadstick can tell you how good the country is doing as a whole? I mean, the French do love their bread. It's It's not surprising. It it isn't. Price hikes and their 
bread history has actually caused revolutions in France before. But seeing this play out on the modern stage is really just something else. So let's keep going with it. Many bakers around France are putting up signs warning customers that the long, crunchy staple... Yes, that's how that's described in the story. The long, crunchy staple could be going up in price by about five cents from its average of just over $1 per baguette. That might not seem like a lot, the article says, but it's a huge increase according to experts. Analysts say that the price for a baguette has only gone up about 25 cents in the last 20 years. So this is some mass inflation happening right now with breadsticks. Hey, they aren't just breadsticks. They're baguettes. They're baguettes. They're baguettes. (laughs) France's 67 million people are voracious consumers of the baguette. The country's (laughs) bread observatory. Yes, because they need a bread observatory. Bread observatory. Imagine if the U.S. had one of those. A venerable institution that closely follows the fortunes of the famed 26-inch loaf. Specifically 26-inch loaf. Notes that the French munch through about 320 baguettes every second. French. Every second. Someone's chomping down on a baguette. They're eating baguettes. They're really taking... Let's get this bread, literally. That's an average of half a baguette per person per day. But when you add that up, that's... 10 billion baguettes every single year That's in the country. Billion with a B. Billion. That's Billions of, of baguettes. That's fun to say. Billions of baguettes. A fr- <laughs> <laughs> French authorities even nominated the baguette for a place on UNESCO's intangible cultural heritage list next year. That's how significant the breadstick is in this country. Baguettes are such serious business that bread observers say bakers around France are willing to sacrifice other bread products to maintain the price of the baguette by spreading around extra costs. Wow. Wow, indeed. If you had a baguette crisis happening in France on your 2021 bingo card, now is a great time to scratch that one off. I don't know. I don't know what else can happen possibly this year at this point. I mean, between last year and this year, I think everything's just craziness. You can't even guess or fathom what's going to come next. I mean, we started last year with the murder hornets, the fires in Australia, COVID. And now an existential crisis over bread. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Sobbing actual tears through the microphone. On to our next segment, In In Other other News. We picked out some content centric around our Halloween spooktacular special, and we're going to see what's been happening around the country this week. Of course. The Pumpkin Show in Circleville, Ohio just happened. Some of you listeners around the country might not know the significance of The Pumpkin Show, but the event started back in 1903 and bills itself as the oldest and largest festival in Ohio. Now, it was canceled because of the pandemic last year, but this year it was back in full swing with rides, games, and showcases. As many as 400,000 people have attended in years past, in case you were wondering how large this pumpkin show is. And this year was a bit smaller than that, obviously, because of the pandemic. But let's not lie, there are some seriously massive pumpkins there. The pumpkin weigh-in happened last weekend. Stephen Thornhill was the first place winner with his pumpkin tipping the scales at 1,850 and a half pounds. Now that's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Now over to Tennessee, where a man's dressing up as Michael Myers and giving out hugs. Wow. A big change this Halloween season. 
as he's dressing up as Michael Myers and heading out to busy intersections throughout Tennessee and just offering up hugs to people. Passersby just driving along are loving the sight, honking all the time at the friendly Michael Myers. Now, the global shipping crisis, it is still haunting customers, but this time with a shortage of Halloween costumes on the market. Ooh, spooky. Managers from one store in Chicago say that the store stock has improved, but it's still missing up to 20% of its Halloween merchandise. Some costumes weren't expected to arrive until just days before Halloween. So if you're listening to this podcast right now as it's dropping and you don't have a costume, first of all, what are you doing? And second of all, now it's a great time to check because there might be some new surprises. To close out today's episode, we're going to be visiting the Opinion Pages, which is a segment where I sit down with my co-host, Dalton, and we're going to share some of our hot takes. Now, since this is our Halloween spooktacular special, obviously the topic of the day is Halloween. So, Dalton, let's talk, let's talk about it. It's time to get spoopy. Hot take. Let's talk about Halloween just kind of in general as a holiday. It can be a pretty, pretty fun holiday, but yeah, there are also parts that might not be as cool yeah so one of the things that really just get me going about halloween is how early they start putting up these decorations inside of stores it'll be august and i'm walking through walmart or target and i see orange and spooky i start seeing these massive bags of candy and i'm like i don't even know what's going on at this point it's still like 75 80 degrees out it is way too early to be thinking about halloween i agree with that but nowadays, it's not even just Halloween that they do that for. It's that every true. single holiday. Did you see that eggnog was finally starting to be put up in grocery stores? Because that... Yeah. That's Eggnog's extreme. already being sold. Uh, I've already seen Christmas decorations being sold. And my most controversial opinion... My most controversial opinion is that you need to wait until at least Thanksgiving to start putting up stuff for Christmas. But Halloween... It seems like all of fall has just been generalized into Halloween. It's one Kinda. day in October. Yeah. Some of the Halloween traditions I really just cannot embrace, and I know it's probably just me being a wimp, but the first one of those is definitely, I can never go inside of haunted houses. Oh, I love me a good haunted house. Haunted houses can be amazing. What are some of the haunted houses like around you? Um, well, my hometown, there aren't so many great ones. I typically have to drive about an hour to go to a good one. An hour? You drive an hour to go to a haunted house? Yeah, an hour's not far drive. Okay, and what's what's so much better about that haunted house than the other ones? Um, it's built up in an actual mansion. Uh, they have oh. people that, I don't know if they pay them or they're just volunteers. I think they're volunteers that just love doing it. So they come back every single year and do it. Um, that is cool. They call it Ravenwood Manor. Um, it's based off of, uh, actually, the manor's used for tons of other things throughout the year, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. But throughout October, every single weekend, they have this haunted house go up, and it's amazing. Last time I was there, it was, it's been a while, but my uh, one friend gets scared very easily. So he jumped into my arms multiple times going through like the haunted jumped house. Like, in jumped Jumped into my arms just from how scared he was. Yeah, see, that's the thing I don't get about haunted houses. If you know that you don't like to be scared, why? Just, I... Why, you pay money, so then someone can chase you around with a chainsaw. We paid, no. You could die in there. Nobody would ever know. They're just like, oh, there's another prop. Like, I, what? Not only did we pay money for it, we paid money twice and went through twice. Oh, no. The same night. 
multiple times. Couldn't be me. Could not be me. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I do like Halloween parties, though. Halloween parties are great. I never really understood how fun costume parties can be outside of elementary school until I got to college. Costume parties are a lot of fun. Getting to see what everyone's creative side comes out and what they're dressing up as. Yeah, because you know college kids. They have nothing but time on their hands and procrastinating assignments. That's what they turn to. So exactly. they just make these wonderful, like hilarious costumes. I love it. I wish I was creative enough to do that, but I'm, I'm not very great with creative side. I try my best, but usually it doesn't go over very well. And I end up having to buy something from Target last minute. We're not sponsored by Target, by the way. I just love going to Target. Although Target, please sponsor us. <laughs> the thing I can't stand about Halloween costume parties, though, is the food. Uh, the food. Sometimes. Depends on what it is. It's The thing about Halloween food is that they always decide to make it look like something else. It's Halloween and April Fool's Day are the two days that I cannot trust food. I just can't do it because... There's something about it, something psychological, that whenever I see a little hot dog that looks like a witch's finger, I won't touch it. I know it's a hot dog. I know it's wrapped in Pillsbury, uh, the, the crust, the... Oh, the croissants. Yeah, the croissant. It is to have like a little... Just and another then they French put a sliced bread. almond on the top to look like a witch's fingernail. I just can't do it. I know exactly what it is. Cannot do it. Uh, it's, Jello it's all, that it's looks like brains. matter. I know. It just it just doesn't taste the same to me. <laughs> yeah, the gory food, it's, it's not something that's... If it's done correctly, I think it's amazing. But the issue is most people cannot pull it off correctly. I think something simple like witch's fingers, anyone well, you... can do. That's the point. That's why it's everywhere and I can't trust it. <laughs> can't do it. Moving on. Moving on. You know what's really annoying? Whenever at, Right after you... Carve a pumpkin and set it on your porch. People smash it. Exactly. People call, come along and they smash it. Freaking pranksters. You can't put pumpkins anywhere without some hooligans either stealing them or kicking them in. That happened to me for the first time like a few years back and I was devastated. It is devastating. You spend so much time and effort carving these pumpkins. Like imagine that's a little kid's pumpkin that they put in front of their house. And it's like, oh, mommy and daddy, where did my pumpkin go? Oh, the pumpkin fairy took it. The pumpkin fairy. Like, what are you going to say? What What do you... Next time that any... If any of the listeners go out and they routinely steal people's pumpkins, I want you to think about... Just think about it. Just at least wait a week until after Halloween when it's kind of sad, moldy, and gross. And then you can probably smash it a little better, a little easier, and mm-hmm. it'll be more fun. Although, speaking of that, you know what's a lot of fun to do after Halloween and after they're starting to rot and stuff? What? Throwing the pumpkins down a hill. I've never done that. It's a blast. You just I want to take it and like whip it down the hill. And it just smashes and then just keeps rolling. It, it's great. You know what's another very annoying thing about Halloween? Or honestly any holiday in general, but specifically Halloween. When you add politics to Halloween. I uh, saw a meme on Facebook last week and it said, Everybody make sure you check your children's candy uh, for razor blades and things. I opened my son's Snickers bar and Lil Nas X's new album came out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what would, what would you find in your Snickers bar? Lil Nas X. What else? Lil Nas X. <laughs> call me when you want. <laughs> call me when you need. You're not you when you're hungry. You're Lil Nas X. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
something that I've noticed especially this year is that Trader Joe's. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about let's it. Let's talk about it. Trader Joe's. I love Trader Joe's. I would give my life to Trader Joe. I've only been to Trader Joe's I've once. traded with Joe quite a few times. Um, but Trader Joe's needs to be stopped. They do. Because They're they have taken pumpkin, pumpkin spice to pumpkin a whole spice. new level. Some, some of these food items that uh, Trader Joe's released do look pretty good, but the amount of pumpkin spice is alarming. Yeah. Uh, take, for example... Something that I can't this, wrap this my should brain never, in. never happen. Pumpkin but... spice Alfredo sauce. Oh, no. I think that could actually be good. No. Absolutely not. It I is pumpkin and cheese. Yeah. I, I think that could be what good. What do you put? No. It I mean, is. Pumpkin cheesecake is good. But that's like a sweet, that's like a sweet cheese. Like... It's like a savory. It could be. I think the I think the Alfredo sauce could be no, good. No, pumpkin cheesecake is not a savory food. What are you talking about? It could be sweet and savory. No. Alfredo sauce is not supposed to be pumpkin spice flavored. Leave it to your lattes. Leave it to your pumpkin cookies. Leave it to your pumpkin bread. Just leave it alone. One thing that we both agree on, though, it should not be in hummus. Hummus. Pumpkin spice hummus. Are you kidding me? That's disgusting. It should not be a thing. No, I understand the appeal of making sweet, sweeter hummuses that are, you know, on the market now. Like, um... Ones that taste like brownie batter because they put cocoa in it and they don't put salt and garlic in it. I say that's where it draws the line because chocolate, like cocoa hummus, is usually not very good at all. And But pumpkin spice, what would you dip in that? Like animal crackers? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what you dip in that. Because you can't dip fruit in there. Because no. then it would make everything taste like pumpkin spice. Graham crackers would be good. Graham crackers, but then that's not like a healthy thing. You might as well just make a plain pumpkin spice dip. Yeah, honestly. Hummus. Hummus. <laughs> I just don't think so. It, it, it's not a good combo. That's an insult to humanity. <laughs> well, that's a wrap on our first episode. We hope you enjoyed our Halloween spooktacular, and we'll see you again next week on The Morning Papers. Thank you.